yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lock yeah. them. So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Lil with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. As you see, Mike Washington is back out on assignment. I think he said something about Ghana on the beaches. I don't I, I don't know. It's it, hey man, this dude is. I just like what? Kenya on the beaches. He said, <laughs> you know, he wanted to compare beaches, Ghana, Ghana excuse me, with Kenya, talking about white beaches versus just, you know, the other beaches. Uh, huh? What? Who does that? So, whatever. Nice. Welcome <laughs> to episode 322, Inside the HBCU Lab Radio Show and Podcast. The show is covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports from institutions large and small. From the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBCU athletic business of HBCU Sports. And we got a lot of business going on. We'll talk a little bit about that, including Mike, who did say he will be back for Prairie View's homecoming. Eddie Drew will be down in Tallahassee for FAMU's homecoming. And Charles Bishop will be in Jackson. No, it's not a homecoming. That was last week. This week, it is, what do you say? Hate SU or something? It's Hate SU week. It's it's Hate SU week. That's what it is. Yeah, so that I must mean that the SU. Jaguars are coming to town. <laughs> <laughs> Southern Jaguars must be coming to town. Boombox Classic that some people have unofficially named this because of the two great bands. Uh, but there is a lot on the line for this matchup. We'll get into that a little more deeper into the show after we get into some of the things here. I want to play this video, uh, and then we'll come back and talk about some rankings for some teams and things of that nature. Um, and we got a lot of hot news. Most of y'all heard about it, but I want to play some background and give you some information directly from the sources at Jackson State University. Run the bands up, getting rich. Three hours. Ladies and gentlemen, Mama made it. Desmond Howard here. Desmond Howard come. Mama made it. I made it. Trophy winner. Oh man, I just I'm just Norman made it, brother. And, he, hey, and the brother be so clean, he's dirty. Like <laughs> you know he clean when I'm on my phone, like, boy. You clean the I take a picture of the it's screen okay, no. and send it to him, like, boy. You clean the camera. He stay clean. Yeah, that's the only nine. And do not repeat. He's not repetitive with the clean. <laughs> change that thing up like draw. Yes, sir. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, oh, that's when I know I'm good. Then I'm like, okay. Brian hit me up. Okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm knotted up. I'm straight. Yes, sir. And they need to understand that this is a um, this is a testament to their hard work. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no charity, bro. Like we we here because they deserve it they and they earned it. it. You know? They don't get it yet, though. Not yet, huh? They don't get it. I gotta have him. That's what I wanted him to tell me yesterday. I gotta have him pull up footage from y'all. Okay. So we can show the city. Yeah. What it really is. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So they can understand. We all understand. This is college game. Right. This is the makeup of college football. Yeah. Perfect. It's pretty much what I wanted y'all to hear. Basically, that part where he talked about this is a testament to the hard work. He's talking about those college players, the coaches, obviously Coach Prime and himself, administrators, Jack State University, a lot of folks. Hey, I'll even give a shout out to the pregame show with Charles Bishop and me in terms of what they've been done, doing behind the scenes, in terms of making sure that the information is out there, marketing. I know sometimes it can get convoluted because you get so much Jackson State, but part of the business of marketing is making sure that you put yourself out there. 
So kudos for that. Um, Jackson State continues to win over multiple years. This year they undefeated. Um, and it's a testament to their hard work. This is not a charity case. Heisman Trophy winner Desmond Howard, obviously coming in Jackson early, giving some information to teams. They'll, he'll be there, if not back this week, staying all week in terms of game day. And we'll talk a little bit about that, and I'll play another video that talks about how do you make sure you market the folks and take advantage of that. But right now, Jackson State ranked five in the FCS poll rankings, um, number one, obviously, in just about all HBCUs uh, with all the first-place votes, big-time matchup, and you got Southern, the big-time rival coming in that is top ten in terms of most uh, major division, and ours will tell you where that is. Just recently, they were top five. They won, so you'd imagine that they can't go anywhere but up. So you got a top five matchup. Team coming in to the number one team that's undefeated. We know how these matchups have gone in the past, and it's just knockout dragouts, uh, last-second touchdown passes, defensive struggle, high scoring stroke uh, games, all the things that you want. And this is what I like to see when you talk about it in terms of those polls. South Dakota State is ranked uh, nationally 7-1. And you talk about what they're doing. Montana is number two. Sacramento State is third with a 7-0 record identical to Jackson State. North Dakota is fourth. And good old Jackson State out of the SWAC HBCU program is fifth. So wanted to get in a little bit about that. Come back and I'll get your thoughts on all of this. So before we get to talking too much, I want to play this next video uh, where you see the athletic director getting in a little bit with Coach Prime uh, acknowledging college game day. Let's go to that video. My AD here, we got to put on. The thing about it, we're going to show our fans right. how college game day works. It ain't just that they're coming. You got to play a part. You know how they want us to show up and show right. up? We got to show up and show up. We need them to show up and show up. So right. we're going to show you how college game day gets down every day leading up to college game day because we need not just the students, alumni, faculty, the kids. We need the city to put on. Matter of fact, put that up on under there. I put on for my city. On. Yeah, put that up under there, but. We need y'all to put on, and we're going to show you. So take a look at this. I think you're going to see a shootout. It's going to be a high-scoring ball game, and, of course, Cougs are going to win at the end. Oh. There you go. All right. Okay. It's a big the moment. moment. We've all yeah, been waiting for. Big moment. Yeah. Okay. I've been doing game day for 32 years. I put on 56 different mascot heads. And I've come from Orlando, Florida, 2,852 miles to get here. And let me tell you something. It would take something special for me to pick against my beloved Ducks. But ladies and gentlemen, this is a special place and a special time. Give me that <laughs> Again, I like the intensity in terms of what they're getting. The, the framework of saying this is what needs to be done so you can maximize the business mm. side of this in terms of bringing fans out. Uh, I'm sure Southern's going to be deep with their S on their chest. Mm. Jackson State is going to be deep in terms of all the different letters. And so you can magnify in terms of being in Jackson in terms of what that looks like. In fact, I want to see who's going to be deeper. Jackson State or Southern uh, in terms of Who's going to show up for the morning uh, college game day just to represent for their institution? And I would love to see some other schools that can't get to their homecoming or can't get to their game for whatever reason and have to be there and make sure they come in with their shirts, their flags, banners, whatever, and they fly them so you can represent. And that's for MEAC, SWAC, CIAA, SIC, independent programs, for whatever reason, can't get to the game, uh, just have to be there, show up there, show up. Those are the way that I'd say you understand the business uh, about magnifying that. And so that's why I wanted to make sure we talked about it from a little different perspective in terms of 
the magnitude of the videos, videos and having the conversation of being very intentional about where you want to go. So I'll go to you, Charles, before we go this break. Uh, go ahead and tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I mean, when you think about uh, a lot of the negative press that the city of Jackson has had over the past couple of years with regards to the water crisis or with regards to uh, some other things that were going on there for college game day to be coming there and uh, for the city itself to be uh, put on the spotlight uh, with this Jackson State football program. Uh, it's a very historic and exciting time to be around this Jackson State program, to be uh, a native of the city of Jackson. I'm so excited for Jackson uh, to get an opportunity to get some great, great spotlight over the weekend. Drew, what are your thoughts? Great point, Charles. Uh, I remember I was not in Tallahassee when College Game Day came to FAMU. I believe that was two thousand and eight, if I have the year correct. Don't that's correct. Don't don't don't, right. don't hurt me if I got that year wrong. But no, it's, it's two thousand and eight. Yeah, but I remember the buzz that went on in Tallahassee during during that time. It, it's a big deal. Let's put this into perspective because you know I'm a numbers man. They only do, what, 15 shows a year? College game day, 15, 17, 15 to 20 shows a year because they, because they'll do it for the bowl games and things like that. So there's only right. 20, there's only 20 opportunities. There are how many FBS programs? 132. There are yep. 100, 131 FCS programs. Never seen. I'm not saying they haven't been to a Division two or a Division three, but th those are the rare exceptions. So out of the 900, the 890 college programs, when you add NAIA and junior college, to have that opportunity for them to come to your campus is special. It's just that simple. Especially well said when you talk about the FCS programs, they went to a couple of North Dakota State, I think the Harvard Yale game. Obviously, uh, taking it back to the HBCU perspective, they did uh, the year that the Bayou class moved to Houston 2005. Yeah. You did that, they had a rain out, said so it made it a little tougher, and said so to move it. And then, obviously, for the Miak Twack Challenge a couple of years ago, they opened up the season uh, doing that. But this mm -hmm. is big in terms of the enormity. So it's going to be fun to focus on these two brands, Southern and Jackson State, two of the biggest, richest brands out there. Fam, you obviously have something to argue about that. Grambling, Prairie View, North Carolina A&T, some other brands uh, out there. Not to leave any out because all of the brands are doing what they need to do in terms of this. You had a Magic City Classic. We'll focus on that when we do the matchup. So you're talking about at least two games that are going to have over 50,000 people of celebrating HBCU sports in two neighboring states. Think about that. Uh, let's let's hey, what, what about this What a time. Yeah, That's what it. a time to be a fan of HBCU uh, athletics, HBCU football. Uh, when you're talking about being in the midst of homecoming season and then uh, game day coming to Jackson for this this robbery. And this is a robbery of Dr. Bill. I always say it. It checks all the boxes of everything that you love about black college football. I'm really excited to get to this weekend. You're talking about you'll have 10,000 fans in Greensboro, North Carolina for GHO. You have 10,000 fans. I mean, outside of the stadium, right? <laughs> Not yeah. Have, it'll be yeah. over 20,000. You'll be in Tallahassee for the home one. That way, but wait, wait. You know, you know, you know, Bragg is sold out, right? Bragg right. is sold out. So that's 25 right there. Right. That's inside that's the stadium. Inside. I'm talking about outside of. Oh. So you're talking about 30, 40. Thousand folks getting Game around. Game at four o'clock. Better be on campus by noon. Yeah, you'll have. Please, you know the rules there. <laughs> you'll be at the Prairie View. They'll have their fans there getting it done in terms of ten thousand outside the stadium with a capacity crowd there. Let's get into it. Let's get into our first break. We'll be right back on the other side. Uh, we'll get into the poll rankings. Give some love to um, the all uh, HBCU players of the week, whether it's Swag Miak. Big South had one, as well as the OVC. We'll get a little bit in there. We'll get into these poll rankings. Stickers will be right back after this break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember. They can use less. Sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. (laughs) We all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language. And she really loves her grandson like really loves since 2002 empowerment resources inc a nonprofit organization has empowered more than 1500 youth and adults in duval and surrounding counties through its programs journey into womanhood girls mentoring life skills for teens and parenting education coaching to get involved with programs volunteer or donate visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org follow us on social media facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowerment j-a-x The analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love yeah, and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. Doctor Vils inside HBC Sports Lab. I see the chat is going well with the I hate Southern Week. I hate Jack State Week. My goodness, man, it must be good. The banter will be good, and I'll be living vicariously through all of it. With that being said, let's get in and quickly honor those football players of the week for the SWAC, MEAC. We had one for the Big South as well as one for the OVC. Go ahead, Charles. Okay, let's take a look at it. Let's start with the SWAC Football Weekly Honors. The SWAC is named previews Trazon Conley, Jackson State's Aubrey Miller, and Sabian Wilkinson, along with Texas Southern's Sean Zambia Lewis as the SWAC Football Players of the Week for their exceptional performances this past weekend. We'll run through it quickly. Trazon Conley, Offensive Player of the Week, 15 to 21, 179 yards, 119 yards, averaging 9.9 on the ground. Aubrey Miller, he was the, at the center of Jackson State's style defense with 13 solo tackles, seven of the stops. Limited to the Camels to three yards or fewer, including a six-yard sack and another tackle for a loss. Lewis contributed a key punt return for TD, which helped turn the tide uh, for Texas Southern in the third quarter in their game versus Alcorn. And Sidion Wilson, second 100-yard rushing game of the season, 24 carries, 116 yards with one touchdown. So those were your SWAT football players of the week. Let's take a look at the MIAC. As MIAC named South Carolina State senior wide receiver Shaquan Davis as the Football Offensive Player of the Week, as well as Patrick Godbolt. He was a junior defensive end South, from South Carolina State. He earned a Defensive Player of the Week honors. Let's take a look at Shaq Davis's numbers. He had six receptions for 116 yards. His most extended play was for 35 yards as he ended the day with two touchdowns as the Bulldogs knocked off North Carolina Central 26-24 uh, in their MEAC opener. Patrick Godbolt, he accounted for seven tackles, two for, uh, two for a loss, and he also got in the backfield for a three-yard sack and also forced the North Carolina Central fumble uh, for uh, a huge game uh, for South Carolina State for Patrick Godbolt. So those are the offensive and defensive players of the week in the MIAC. Uh, the Big South player of the week, North Carolina A&T quarterback Jalen Fowler. Uh, he had career-high passing for 297 yards and four touchdowns to lead A&T to a big 38-14 win 
over Robert Morris. And the Ohio Valley Conference Specialist of the Week was Caleb Mosley uh, from Montgomery, Alabama for, for, for Tennessee State. He scored 13 points, making three of three on the field goals and four of four on PATs as Tennessee State topped Eastern Illinois 37-17 to win its third straight. And those looking are your good. Looking good. Good job, good job. Let's get into these poll rankings, mid-major. Let's get into the second half of the season. So we'll we'll jump right through it. Not a lot of change in this week uh, as we get into these poll rankings. Let's talk about those dropping out of the poll rankings. Bowie State Bulldogs had their second consecutive loss, uh, upset in a lot of ways. So they fall out of the poll at four and four. And then you have Lane Dragons that had a tough loss to Tuskegee. They also fall out of the poll at four and four. However, they are receiving votes, so they stayed just outside of the top ten. Both of them, Bowie State and Lane Dragons, respectively, having nine and six points as they're just outside of the top ten. Getting in the top ten with two newcomers uh, back into the poll for one of them. Number ten, Kentucky State Thoroughbreds, a four and four on the season, three and two. They jump in for the first time this year, not ranked. Then you have West Virginia at number nine. Uh, West Virginia State Yellow Jackets, 5-3, and 4-1. They jumped back in the poll this week, 19 to 14 points respectively, bringing us to number eight, Virginia State Trojans, 5-3, and 4-2, and two, uh, as they stay at number eight, 25 points, bringing us to number seven, Tuskegee Golden Tigers, 6-2, and 5-0. And, and as Drew knows, they continue to roll and look to see if they can get it done against Kentucky State later this week with 32 points. They stay in the poll and move up two points to number six, Fayetteville State Broncos, six and two, five and one, 53 points uh, as they remain there at number six, moving up one spot from number seven, getting into the top five. The big boys getting mm. it done here. At number five, Albany State Golden Rams. They do fall one spot from number four, but they stay in the top five, bringing us to number four. Langston Lions with a big win last week, as we told you on Sunday. They get it done at six and one, five and one, 72 points. Uh, they do fall one spot from number three, bringing us to the number three team. The, at Fort Valley State Wildcats, seven and one, four and one on the season, eighty points. They improved two spots from number five, and you got number two, Benedict Tigers, seven and I mean, excuse me, eight and zero, oh, perfect this season thus far, six and zero oh in the race, four first place votes, eighty eight points. If it wasn't anything other than Virginia Union Panthers, uh, they would may be number one. But Virginia Panthers continue to roll, eight and zero, oh, six and zero, oh, and do not want to get off of it. It seems six first place votes, ninety eight points. Virginia Union Panthers, number one for the seventh straight week as they continue to get it done uh, in there. Let's jump straight to the major division and see what's going on there. And maybe we have time to have a little conversation after that. Let's get into that major division. As you see, Alcorn State Braves, after their second consecutive week loss, dropping them down under 500. They fall to three and four uh, as they continue to get it done. Those two losses in conference is doing them that way as they jump out of that uh, top 10, those receiving votes. You got a clutter of teams that have improved, found a way with Alcorn dropping out. Alabama A&M Bulldogs, three and four. As they're off this week, they continue to do it. Texas Southern Tigers, three and four overall. In terms of we get, get done, they're just outside of the top 10. Alcorn State Braves, they're still getting votes, as well as Tennessee State Tigers, as they improve the three and four, uh, along with Texas Southern uh, both improving in three and four on the season there. Let's get in the top 10. South Carolina State Bulldogs fight themselves all the way back in the top mm. 10. Can't quite get rid of them. Three and four, one and oh, big win over a top 10 program. Gets them in the cold. Number 10, as they previously were not ranked, 12 points. Bring us to number nine. Delaware State Hornets fall from the top five. Four and three, one and one on the season, 22 points. They fall all the way from number four, five spots. At number eight, Hampton Pirates, four and three. They were rolling for a while, but stiffer competition has them looking uh, down as they fall two spots uh, with 27 points. At number seven, Alabama State Hornets, four and three, two and two on the season, 39 points, uh, previous ranking nine. So they fall two spots, even though they were off because of the other teams around them making moves. At number six, North Carolina A&T State Aggies, four and three, two and oh, 64 points. They fight themselves all the way from number 10. They move up four spots as they continue to churn and get it done in the Big South race. Bringing us to the top five programs. Prairie Band and Panthers, four and three, three and one. Broke out of that 500 record they have as they were out in non-conference and 
pounced on Lamar, 69 points. They move up three spots and jump back into top five. At number four, North Carolina Central Eagles, five and two, one and one, 90 points. They drop two spots from number two after they get beat on the road. Could not get the field goal uh, as they threw an interception in the end zone. And is it too late, too little for the celebration bowl? We'll have to see the rest of the season. It might sting all year long and during the offseason. At number three, Southern Jaguars are five and two, three and one, 91 points, moving up two spots from number five. Bringing us to number two, Florida and the Rattlers. They just stay around and find a way to win. Five and two, three and one. 97 points. Move up one spot from number three. At number one, Jackson State Tigers, seven and 04 and all 12 first place votes. 120 points. For the eighth consecutive week, they are ranked number one. Again, I told you as we had that intro, you got a three coming into the number one team in HBC football, but you talk about a big-time matchup. We'll talk about that more in detail in terms of that matchup on Thursday. As you got the rankings, let me go to you, A.D. Drew. What are your thoughts in terms of mid-major or major division rankings? Take it away. Go in whatever direction you see fit. I can't uh, really argue with your top five in either one of those polls, Dr. Kabir. I like the five. I like the order. I do have one blip that I think uh, may have on your mid-major poll. And that's with Fayetteville State being ranked six and Tuskegee being ranked seven. I honestly think those two should be flipped because although they have identical records, Tuskegee's undefeated in their conference. And Tuskegee has probably a signature victory against West Alabama compared to Fayetteville State yeah. who does not yeah. have a signature victory. That's the only argument that I can really put out there, and I'm really not trying to sound like a Tuskegee homer when I say that, but I do think that signature victory against West Alabama should be worth a little bit more with your pollsters in addition to the undefeated in the conference. I will say this. You are a homer, but I think your point is valid. <laughs> it doesn't matter. In this case, I'd have to say uh, that's a great point you make. I would agree with you. Uh, that the non-conference win by Golden Tigers is stronger than what Fayetteville State has done. I think some of it is more about where Tuskegee started in the poll. Yeah. And, 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 and that's a fair argument. That's a fair argument. Right. It'll, but I it'll think the point argument. is, if this plays out, they continue to win, they're likely going to jump over uh, Fayetteville State, if not higher than that. Great point you made there. Let me go to Charles and see what direction he wants to go in. Yeah, I'll start with the mid-majors, and, and, and I take my hat off of Jane Union. Jada Byers, 40 carries, 187 yards uh, this past week. Virginia Union, they just get it done week in, week out. Uh, shout out to Langston. I don't know if you caught it, but the walk-off uh, scoop and score for for uh, for the Langston Lions in overtime uh, for a huge victory. Uh, shout out to uh, Langston's play-by-play. That was a great call on that uh, in overtime, so I enjoyed watching that. But uh, that will probably be the only one that I take a look at, Tuskegee, Fayetteville. I, I think Tuskegee is just playing some tremendous ball. I'll probably have them at six. And it sets up a very, very fun matchup uh, when you talk about Tuskegee going to Kentucky State uh, this upcoming weekend. I think that's going to be a great one. Uh, on the major side, oh, wow, South Carolina State, North Carolina Central. I mean – We'll see how much that Dr. Bill, we'll see how much that hurts North Carolina Central because uh it everything was there for them. Uh for South Carolina State to to hold serve, if you will, and get that win. And now Central is, you know, they have to they have to fight looking up, you know, to try to see if South Carolina State will stumble somewhere. So a huge win for South Carolina State. I see you uh, North Carolina NT playing some great ball over there. Uh Southern, of course, playing some great ball. Fam, you hasn't lost since what the uh opening since since Jackson State. So they reeled off uh some impressive victories there and they just keep climbing. Uh now's the time to go ahead and make that case for a playoff. So uh and hope Jackson State falters somewhere along the line. So uh I'll, looks like uh, everything's in place. Uh shout out to those teams that are, are quietly churning away. Alabama AM, uh they won uh what three and in conference play. Texas Southern, huge win on the road at Alcorn on Alcorn's homecoming. Uh, and Tennessee State, they won three in a row. So, a lot of great ball being played right now. As you said, AM won three in a row. They do have their loss to FAMU. Uh, they're getting done. Uh, all corn, obviously, three and one. two straight mm-hmm. conference games. So, they're looking up. So, it'll be fascinating to see what that looks like. But, great points. Eddie Drew, 
Uh, I did want to give you a second turn. Did you want to say anything about the major division? I know you, most of your focus was there. We got a little more time. Did you want to say anything more about the major division? No. Uh, uh, I or do you I like what you see? Did, 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 did you you got to prove on that. Charles kind of agreed with the Tuskegee and the Fayetteville State. So, uh, see, it wasn't just about being a homer. You were on the money. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really concur with, uh, with what, what Charles said. The question is, how how far will South Carolina State wind up going up the polls uh this this year and this week with the uh I believe they got Morgan State this week if I do have my uh if I have my yeah. schedule correct I don't have it in front of me but this this could be a case where you see South Carolina State just like last year coming in at most polls in the second five but still making it to the Celebration Bowl. And set themselves up to possibly for an opportunity at the uh, national championship, whereas you've got a central who who right now on paper has a better a better record, a better slightly better resume. But do they have a better resume? See, that's what that's why we got to put it out here and let these people decide. I really don't know which one of them has a better overall resume. Central has that signature victory right now, but so mm. the South. But South Carolina State defeated uh, A&T, if I remember that correctly, also. That's correct. Doc, so Doc, both, of them, both of them have signature victories. So let, let me throw this out. Yeah, here, you, got, you got Central beating A&T, A&T beating South Carolina State. You got Central having the top 25 win, and yeah. the New Hampshire team is doing well. But, like you said, it just it's going to continue to churn. But you got these top five teams that play each other. Jack State Southern, Prairie View, Alcorn uh, is going to play. You got Southern over Prairie View. Um, so it's gonna be fascinating. One you want to like, what, what, like, get last yeah. night before you get to Charles. No, and, and the one thing is, what's our boundary shit gonna be between all these teams? It's gonna be a historically white school named Campbell who's gonna be the measure stick when we go and do our pronostication later on because Campbell will have played Jackson State, Central, A and T, and and uh, and yeah. Yeah, those three teams. So that's gonna be one of our measure sticks that we go to figure this out later on. Go ahead, Charles. Speaking of which, where are all my AT folks? Oh, well, wait till y'all see Campbell. Wait till y'all see Campbell. Where are all my HBC folks at? Where are y'all see Campbell? Oh, I said, hey, did I did I throw did I throw that did I throw that softball up there? Did I throw it up there, Charles? Could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it rocks. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www. Dot slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? 
<laughs> oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loot machine. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left, and who the ball, So listen to Professor Yesla and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Ville inside HBC Sports Lab with Professor Bishop, Professor Drew, and they're giving you a great lecture today in terms of some of those poll rankings. Uh, talking a little about just call me John fun, Stockton. Boy. I'm dishing out assists to Charles. <laughs> <laughs> As we get into these mid major rankings, I did want to talk about the first regional NCAA Division II rankings are out for 2022. Remember, on the first, they do it alphabetical order just in terms of that, and you get those top 10, 12 teams in there, right? Um, and obviously, top six, depending on if they're uh, out of in terms of a range representing those four conferences in the Super Region 2, which is Gulf South Conference, CIAA, SIC, and what's the South Atlantic over there? South Atlantic. South Atlantic. Yeah. Appreciate it uh, for our Division Two expert here, uh, A.D. Drew. Let me get into it. So Albany State, Georgia, 6-1, and 6-1 uh, in conference play. Remember, they do not. Uh, really rank in terms of those non-Division II uh, opponents that were out there. So think about that. They do have a loss to FAMU, but it doesn't count in terms of the regional matchup. Benedict is 8-0, obviously overall in terms of the record as well, 8-0 in terms of Division II programs. At Delta State, 7-0, 6-0. Fort Valley State, 7-1, 7-1. Lenore Ryan, 6-2, 6-1. Newberry, 7-1, 7-1. Tusculum. 7-1, 7-1, Virginia Union 7-0, 7-0. West Florida is 5-1, 4-1, and Wingate is 7-1, 7-1. With that, what are your top thoughts when you first saw uh, the announcement of the rankings? I think you basically told everybody uh, previously these are the teams to look at and talked about some of the things falling out in such a way in terms of who would have a shot to get multiple teams in the playoff, most likely the SIC uh, in terms of that, you're looking at probably three HBCU programs. Outside shot to get maybe four, but we'll see how it plays. What are your thoughts on uh, the regional rankings? Uh, Lenore Ryan and Wingate still have to play each other this year. So one of those teams, one of those teams will probably drop out of the of the rankings. Uh, you. You really want you really need Lenore Ryan to lose because on the projections, Lenore Ryan was the lower projected team of, of those of those two teams. Uh, n- another thing is what who's probably outside that top ten, Dr. Cavill? Fayetteville mm-hmm. State and Tuskegee mm-hmm. are just are probably just outside of the top ten if you Makes look sense. at at the at the projections. So there's a good chance that if either one of these should pull off the upset, should they get to their conference championship games, they could still be in uh, in there, and we can still get that third team in. Here's another. Here's another thing: the Fountain City Classic at the end of the season. Think about how huge that is. You've got mm-hmm. Albany State and Fort Valley right now in the top ten, mm-hmm. right. They they say Fort Valley is six, Albany State is ten, so that's going to be important. And inside sources have told me that both of these teams are looking for an opponent week eleven to enhance their resume. Mm. So, so the winner of the Fountain City Classic may be playing week eleven against an opponent to enhance their resume. Uh, a, a lesser, a lesser opponent, or, or, or what, what exactly? They, they, they've got, they've got to play somebody at least five hundred or better in order for it to even help, help the, uh, help the rankings. 
So all but, cards on the table if, if they lose. I mean, this is it's. I mean, it, and that's kind of risky, is what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, you 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 put all hands at deck, but you you need you need to prove it, especially if you're in Albany State. Albany State's res- right now with the projections are Albany State is the lower rated team. Which is, what both these teams fear is what happened to Virginia State in uh, it was either 2017 or 2018, where they went into their uh, after week 10, they were the number 17. They I believe they upset Union that year. So they were in until they got bumped at the end by a by an upset conference champion who got in as a preferred qualifier. That, ironically, that conference champion was Miles College, who bumped out Virginia State that particular year because you do not want to be sitting in that number seven spot going in because the chances of you getting bumped out, should a lower-ranked conference champion get in, you're the first one to go. That's why they, That's why both of these teams are looking to potentially add an 11th game against an opponent who's 500 or better, don't know if they're going to be able to get an in-region game. They may have to go to another region to get that game, but they're trying to find an opponent 500 better. Probably is finding somebody who is not playing on week 11. That's the problem both these schools are having right now, and that's a worthy opponent. Let's look at some of these major classic games of the week. We don't have to get into a great deal of dialogue because some of this is I just wanted to share in terms of how they're going to play with some of those regional rankings. But let's see if we can pull out uh, these mid-major games of the week um, with Savannah State in the Classic. That's the Macon Central City HBCU Football Classic in Macon, Georgia, Hendon Stadium. Savannah State Tigers, three and five, two and four, uh, had played some close games, but certainly are not uh, living up to what many people's expectation was coming into the season. Coaching change, so it'll be interesting to see rivalry in terms of state public institutions there. They're up to number three, Fort Valley State Wildcats in the poll ranking here, seven one, four and one. So it should be fascinating to see can Fort Valley continue to churn to get those wins necessary to continue to make their case uh, at the end of the season, leading into that big game they have uh, at the end of the season, as you talk about the Fountain City Classic against Albany State. So great point there. Independent matchup, I have Lincoln, Missouri Tigers, 0-8, 0-8. At Central Missouri, Mules, 2-6, 2-6. And six, two and six. Uh, this is on the road, Warrenburg, Missouri, Audrey J. Walton Stadium, 1 o'clock. You say, why do you have an 0-8 mid-major team up in Missouri? Well, this is probably their last chance to get a victory. As Drew talked about, the last teams on their schedule are teams that are nationally ranked, uh, one of them on the road, so it's highly unlikely they can get it done there. So if they want to get at least one win on the schedule, they're going to have to do it on the road probably this week against Central Missouri that just has two wins on the season. So I have my eyes on to see what that looks like. Let's get into our last break. Uh, we'll come back on the other side because great comments you made in terms of the Division II power rankings, which I think were more important, I'm making sure that we inform our viewers. Then we'll get into some of the major division games of the week, big games here. Get your discussion on that. Let's get into the other side. We'll be right back after this last break. Getting into the fourth quarter where it counts. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you, got, you guys do for us. Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the one. (laughs) Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier.
At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. It's like a loot machine. Going around town, trying to get down. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot left, and who the ball, ball. So listen to Professor Yesla, yes, and pay attention, boy. cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. DeVille with Inside HBC Sports Lab. We have Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment. We have none other than A.D. Drew. Going to get into some of these matchups. We got the Major Division Classic Game of the Week, Birmingham Legion Field Magic City Classic. So we'll talk a little bit about that. We can go into our independent. We're going to give you a bonus independent this week. So we'll take advantage and look both at A&T and Tennessee State, one on the road, one at home. But let's get back into some of these matchups here. We talked about having more than 50,000 fans over there in Birmingham for this uh, Magic City Classic. Let's get into this matchup here. Uh, you do have one ranked team, number seven, Alabama State Hornets, coming in here four and three, two and two, and they face up with Alabama Bulldogs that, uh, as Charles alluded to earlier, is playing some good football, winning three straight, the three and four, receiving votes, three and one in the conference. More importantly, they're still in the race. Uh, because they haven't played Jackson State yet, even though they had the one loss. So, But to make that game matter as much as it could, they have to continue to win. Birmingham, Alabama, Legion Field, Magic City Classic. Let me go to you, Charles. What are your thoughts in terms of this uh, game in terms of Magic City Classic? It's a freaking matchup. When you take a look at Alabama and yeah, they've been coming on of late. Uh, got an opportunity to see Alabama State up close, and I'm extremely impressed uh, with their defense. They have some uh, big athletic corners who I think can hold down receivers. They did a great job uh, against Texas Southern. They have a, a great uh, receiving core at Texas Southern. They did an gr- excellent job against Jackson State as well. So uh, for those reasons alone, I, I really like Alabama State's defense to really hold serve in this game. So I'm taking Alabama State in this one. Uh, going with the number seven team. I see mm-hmm. you, Joe. Looking mm-hmm. at my rankings and making a call on that. Let me go to you, AD Drew. What are your thoughts in terms of the Hornets versus the Bulldogs? Look, if anybody is going to have an opportunity to outdraw Jackson State as far as fandom, this is one of the few stadiums that HBCUs play in that has the capacity to uh, – to outdraw the 60 plus thousand that you can at Veterans Memorial Stadium as Legion Fields also holds 60 plus thousand people. Now, I don't think that's going to happen this particular weekend, but it's it's going it's going to push that it's going to push that 50,000 uh number and then a little bit further. And I'm going to be honest with you. I lived in Alabama for a long time. One of the few reasons Legion Field is still in existence and they're still using it as a stadium. It's because of this classic. This classic is too big for the new stadium they built downtown, Progressive. That's only forty. That's only holds uh forty thousand people. So, look the, the the neighborhood, the pageantry, the parade, everything else. I don't care who wins the football game. I just want to be able to take part of the festivities. And if it wasn't for this thing called Fairview Homecoming, I would be in Birmingham this weekend. I know that's right. I like no it. offense, y'all. Sure. If it wasn't for <laughs> homecoming or Texas Southern homecoming, I would certainly be in Birmingham because my wife is Alabama A&M Bulldogs, so I'm going to give her some love. I know she's pulling for the Bulldogs. We'll see how that works out for them uh, as she and Deuce may be heading that way to check out the Magic City Classic in Birmingham, see some family as well. Let's get into this independent matchup. Uh, Charles alluded to this. Campbell, Campbell's, four and three, two and Oh, in conference race at number six, North Carolina A&T State. Aggies four and three, two and oh, so both are undefeated in the race. Most people think this is basically the championship for the Big South. Obviously, mm-hmm. you got to play it out. Greensboro, mm-hmm. North Carolina, Tua Stadium, greatest homecoming on earth, better known as G-Ho for those that are familiar with HBC vernacular. 
Game will be on ESPN at 12 o'clock, Big South Conference, Saturday, uh, November the 29th. Let me start with you, Drew. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? A&T, can they get it done? They, they should be able to get it done. But let's be real. This Camel team, we saw what they did to Central, the Central team that beat A&T. And, you know, yeah, Jackson State dominated them on the stats, but they were able to play Jackson State close. And, uh, so this is a team oh. that – yeah, I said they y'all dominate the stats, but they were able to stay in the ball game. You know, it, you within the score. I, you know, Jackson State usually don't win games by one score. They held y'all to what three, four field goals, five field goals. Yeah, they so, scored a late touchdown. They right, but, like but, the last but, minute. So, but the I, point is, they held y'all to five field goals, Charles. That's that. That's my point. That that that's my big point. Here's the thing: Campbell going into an HBCU atmosphere will not. Phase them this time. They've already been in two this year. If you can survive Jackson State, you could definitely survive Jiho because you've seen this before. You've seen 60,000 in Jackson. You're going to see 25, 30,000 in Jiho. They will not be intimidated. I want AT to win. Would not surprise me if Campbell comes away with the upset on the road. Mm. Charles, which direction are you, you going? It sounds like you believe. Campbell going to get it done against A&T, I think Campbell is a, is a really good team. Uh, they're very stingy. I think it's going to be predicated on can A&T run the ball. Can Tootin uh, really uh, puncture that defense? So I think it opens up things downfield if they are able to run the football. It, it took uh, Sibion Wilkinson. Uh, he had a tremendous game against Campbell. Tough, hard runs in between the tackles. Uh, it, it was, a you know, a, a, a bare-knuckles brawl game. Uh, because uh, I, everybody's talking about Campbell doesn't have this secondary. They did a great job, I think, of, of holding down Jackson State's passing game. Uh, Jackson State was able to uh, work tight end in, in, in the game. DJ Stevens was able to catch a long pass, and, and that kind of broke this game open. Uh, but I think this comes down to whether AT can run the football. And if AT can run the football, they should get the win on homecoming, but it's going to be tough. Uh, Campbell is a very tough team with a great quarterback. When you uh, take a look at Hodge Malik Williams, a very mobile guy, uh, they're not able to throw the ball downfield with very much accuracy, but they beat you up with that tight end coming across the middle, uh, tight end who's going to play on Sunday. So uh, AT's defense is going to have to be ready for him. And they're going to have to block Brevin Allen. Jackson State's offensive line did a tremendous job against uh, Campbell's defensive line in terms of protecting Shadour. So I, I think that goes a long way as well. But I, I'll take a to, to get the win in this one. It's interesting when you talk about those matchups and what it looks like. a likes to believe they can run the ball. And as you said, they're going to have to show it again in this game. And I think that's key. If they can run the ball, I agree with you. They can get it done. Let's move over to the Ohio Valley Conference. This matchup is to allow Tennessee State to stay within the race for a good game to come the following week, uh, really the next two weeks, uh, to decide what they will be in the Ohio Valley. They got to go on the road. Murray, Kentucky, Roy Stewart Stadium, uh, 2 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Tennessee State, as you saw earlier with the polls released today, they're receiving votes. Uh, they won three straight, three and four. They are 2-0. and oh. Uh, winning two of those games against conference opponents. Uh, but they're at Murray State races who are 0-8 on the season, 0-3. So you would think they can get it done, but it is a road contest. Going to you, Charles. You saw Tennessee State up close. Um, you said that they were a tough team, particularly on defense. They got a couple of players back after the tough home loss to Lane, uh, and it looks like they've righted the ship. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Who gets it done? You know, Tennessee State is playing some really good football, and it helps to have a healthy Draylon Ellis uh, coming back. So I, I think that's that's the big thing for uh, – uh, oh, I, 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 I think Draylon Ellis coming back for Tennessee State is going to go a long way. Uh, he's uh, multidimensional. Uh, he, he can tuck it and run if need be. But, uh, you know, playing at Murray State, Murray State hasn't won a game. Their back is up against the wall, but I'm going to go with Tennessee State in this one. And Jalen Rouse. I think Jalen Rouse will have a big game in terms of running football for Tennessee State. They've really jailed uh, over the past uh, month uh, of the season. They get some people helping you. Man, the last uh, – shout out to the guy on, t- on Twitter this morning that got me chuckling before I had to work out and made my workout much more lighter, uh, easy, easy to get through. He said the last time uh, he saw – Tennessee State go up to Kentucky. 
they had he was so tired of seeing that racehorse go back and forth. <laughs> he said they scored so many times. He said the horse refused to run. It was so tired. Didn't want to run no more. <laughs> Somebody came back and said, well, they did win last year and last year. He said, I know, but we're on the road. It didn't go well last time. I want us to win. I was like, wow, I love it. Hey, Drew, with that thoughts, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Hey, maybe the loss to Lane was the best thing for Tennessee State because uh, including that loss to Lane, offensively they found their uh, they found what's going on. They averaged almost thirty four points a game offensively, and since that loss to Lane, they have not they've given up seventeen. 14 and 17 points. So they found a formula. The loss of Lane may have been a wake-up call. And I'm going to be honest with you, Dr. Cavill. I like Ohio Valley, Tennessee State. I don't like non-conference Tennessee State. So I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay with the Ohio Valley, Tennessee State uh Tigers. <laughs> and you can keep the non-conference Tennessee State Tigers. Oh, I love it. Great point when you talk about which side of the Tigers you want to see. It is OVC, so it's a good chance that they're going to stay with the OVC Tigers that you like. Thank you for listening inside HBC Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. We call it the show. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Fisher. want to shout out for those lab listeners out there, Jazzy Faye, Chuck Hunt, Christopher White, Noel Price, <laughs> Thomas Einstein, Maddox. I see y'all cutting it up, giving Charles – Hard time. Varick Williams, I see you out there getting ready for the big-time matchup. I know you're bringing the RV down there. Ricky Burton, Emma Price, Carol Keelum, Wendell Davis. That's brother Wendell Davis. Lonnie Shaw is in the building. Lenny Blow is in the building. Uh, Robert Jazza, Frederick Roberts. That's brother Roberts up here ready to get down there, I'm sure, to Prairie View's homecoming. Herbert Bolden ready to celebrate Texas Southern's homecoming. Kudos I see you, Herbert, back in the building. Your Tigers are looking good uh, after that big win and upset over Alcorn. Jeff Roberts, Cooper Barnes Sr., Edward D. Moores, Wendy Jenkins Bishop. Uh, checking us out. Appreciate the love, Joel. Eagle in the building as well. G-Boom Holly, homecoming time. So looks like Holly is ready. Who else we got in here sharing some love? Troy Franklin. Kay Johnson is always in the building making sure that we get it right uh, in terms of updates for HBCU sports, particularly for those Tigers out there. Arby Parker's in here. I know he's ready. Day leaving Friday. Yes, I know. A lot of folks out of here Thursday and Friday. Stephen Gaither, HBCU game day, will be there in the house. Which game are you going to, Stephen Gaither? I know you're going to send the people out everywhere. Which game are you going to? Brandon King, William V.J. Levette. Who else we have in here as we give some love? Michael Ford, Lorenzo Phillips, uh, Jerome G. Sutton's in the building as well. Jeff Roberts, uh, Jonathan Blackman. Uh, make sure we give the Willie. Alex Hines in, in here. If I didn't get to you, Theron Waters. Appreciate you. Michael Knox wanted to make sure we get as many as we could in here in terms of showing love. Shout out to Zoe. set is always doing in there. Who else? Chuck Hunt. Who'd you say, Charles? Uh, shout out to my man, Zoe. I see him out there. Oh, Zoe yeah. Zoe yeah. in the building. I mm-hmm. see you. Appreciate you. Making sure you get in there. Anthony Weston. Oh, man. They in here deep today. Quentin Affiliate Nelson. With that, we'll do it for the show again. Again, we want to thank you for listening, Dr. Liz, Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop. Come back on Thursday when we get into the SIEC, CIAA, MEAC, and SWAC for some big-time matchups, getting into some of these games. And certainly a great breakdown go, on go that. Go read that breakdown Southern. on D2Football.com, too. Oh, yeah. Make sure you go check out AD Drew as he writes it up for the D2.com, especially breaking you all the news you need to know on the SIC. I'm sure he'll tell you about some of those big-time matchups, Kentucky, State, as well as Tuskegee, and we'll talk about that on Thursday. Make sure you come in here with your homework. Go check out D2.com, checking out AD Drew. Ruben Huggin. Hogan, excuse me, in here, William B.J. LeVette. Who we got on here? George Suggs is in here. And it must be homecoming big game week. People are doing well. We got all in here. Brandon King in here showing some love. With that being said, uh, Silas Edward McMorris, 
Shout out to everybody. We look forward to you next Thursday as we discuss the latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Camille. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-H. Charles. Horse. A.D. Drew. Lecture. Dismiss. Well, holla. Well, holla.